if any of my members say that, you know, I had a, a moment of weakness and, you know, I had a binge or anything like that, and it's like, that is okay. It's about what you learn from that situation, what led to it. Was it an emotional binge? You know, how were you feeling at the time that that was happening? Because then you can think about, well, if this happened again, what could I do differently? Like, how could I behave differently? Or, or what could I change or what could I put in place to protect myself so that I can gradually start overcoming this and feel like you're conquering one of those demons from the past? Hello and welcome to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West. thought about recording today's episode and how to do this. I thought, shall I come in really positive? and bounce around and try and lift people with a distraction of the podcast? Should I go in deep and address all the issues? How do I do this? What should I do for the best? Because everything's crazy, everything's different and I've had quite a decent week this week. I've been away for just a little break, two-day break with my husband just to reconnect and have walks on the beach and it's it's been good in that it's it's a, a northern coastline so not many people so social distancing wasn't a difficult thing at all and then you go to a supermarket and it's crazy isn't it you've got people queuing outside and we're listening to Boris with all the social distancing and what we need to do this talks of people losing their jobs or having their hours reduced and it's quite, quite intense. And I, I must admit that today I've had a bit of a cry simply because it's Mother's Day. And I was talking to my husband about what we need to do to protect my mum and dad. So my mum and dad are in the 70s. My mum is very fit and well, but my dad has dementia, depression and psychosis, uh, which is kind of a side effect of the dementia. So he's a gentleman that needs lots of care, lots of attention. And he also has asthma. So bless him, as you know, is is not a well chap, and we need to really be thinking about him and making sure that he's safe. So one of the things that we've had to discuss is we need to look at our parents being well, and that's going to mean that we're going to have to put in some measures about social distancing. And I'm just really close with my family, and it's it's the thought of it just it tears me up, and along with that. There's everything else that goes with it. My my son's really close with my mum and dad as well and my brother and that's going to really impact on him. So I've tried to say, you know, we can go on walks at a distance together. You'll still see your, your grandma and, and, you know, my brother, but my dad, unfortunately, finds it very hard to get outside. And it's just heavy. And then I bumped into my cousin yesterday and my auntie is in a care home again with dementia and we can't go and see her and I thought about this podcast and now I introduced it do I recognize what's going on with the coronavirus do I not do I come in all bouncy do I come in all positive (laughs) because we need to remain positive and I think it's really important to make sure that however we're feeling in this moment that we recognize those feelings and we talk about those feelings and that's why I've been so honest today in the there's no point in pushing this down. It's, you know, it's, it's going to make us ill. And I think it's really good whether we, we speak to friends or family or maybe we get a journal and just get it all out and just recognise those feelings and not be afraid to to own those feelings. And it, it's hard and it's it's hard for so many people out there, so many key workers that are 
going out and having to still be in contact with people. So many people that potentially are going to lose their jobs or have reduced hours. And so they're going to be facing financial difficulties. It's all there, isn't it? It's all so intense. It's it's difficult. But I do feel that in the midst of all this, if we're able just to address our feeling, get it all out, speak to people, go on social media if, if need be, and just, just write a blog about how you're truly feeling, recognise that, warts and all, then we will all feel so, so much better. We really will. And then... We can devise a plan of how we can face the next weeks and months ahead just to keep us going and just to keep in that positive frame of mind. I think that's so, so important as the gyms are closing and the groups that we go to may be postponed. We can still take ourselves out for a walk or a run. There are things that we can still do and we can connect with people on Instagram and Facebook. There's free groups. In fact, Davina McCall has just announced that the group that she has that's I think it's a subscription that that's going to be free for the next month and I think that's lovely and then Joe Wicks is going to be doing the PE class for children that are now out of school so it's a strange one isn't it because I do believe that in this crazy time that we'll see both the worst and the best of human nature and we really need to be focusing on keep in touch with our emotions and then looking at a plan of what we're going to do to to keep us motivated and keep us going. Now today's guest is Amy. Amy is a Slimming World consultant and she is the first consultant I've interviewed for my podcast. So although the Slimming World sessions are on hold at the moment, we have got Amy just to kind of keep us back in track. And if you're not a Slimming World member, Maybe you do Weight Watchers or Keto. As you know, my podcast is all about the feels. We don't really talk about food or different ways of measuring empty calories. We don't talk about that. It's generally all about the feels. So I do feel that although she is a Slimming World consultant, anybody who has a goal around fitness and health will be able to take something from today's episode. So I'm so glad that I've wiped the tears away and I've been able to just get this out and and get this podcast done because that's what it's about isn't it it's about just getting the thing done and it's going to be a hard week and I could have come on I could have been really fake and bouncy and just done a, a 50 second intro but I've not I've thought about this and I thought no I want to keep it real and I think we're all feeling it at the moment aren't we so why not keep it real why come on and pretend things are fantastic when they're not it's I, there's no point in being fake so I'd like to introduce Amy today. She's absolutely lovely. She's inspired me and I'm sure she will inspire you. So here's introducing Amy today. I took over my group at the start of last year and it's kind of going from strength to strength. And I think for me, because I've been a member for, wait, it'll be my eighth eighth year as a member um, or eighth anniversary in July. Um, and because I've been a member for so long, it was always something that I'd sort of had in my mind as, I wanted to do it I wanted to do it and somehow a year and a bit ago it just all sort of fell into place and now I couldn't imagine my life without my group I can imagine not doing this but it's 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 a juggle it's a bit of a whirlwind and I launched within about six to eight weeks of going through the interview process which is relatively quick for a new consultant so it was a little bit bewildering but um yeah really enjoying it it's nice to at 
actually see physical change of the people that you're looking after in front of your eyes as it happens so um Absolutely. yeah it's lovely so it must feel quite different today because as a consultant you'll be hearing all the the transformation stories and the progress so for once you're the lady in the spotlight so i'm really I excited know. to hear your story now i've had a look on your instagram account and i can see that you started at around 18 stone so if you just want to start by talking you through what happened to to make you decide that the time was now to do something about your weight so i think i'd always had um yeah I'd always had a weight problem I was always a bit of a a chubby child and it kind of just got progressively worse over my childhood years my parents separated when I was 11 and over then my sort of early teens and into young adulthood I just got bigger and bigger I was it got to a point where at university obviously there's a lot of drinking there's a lot of partying and my friends just kind of accepted me for who I was and at the time never mentioned anything about my weight and I kind of always knew it was a problem and I knew that there would be a time where I felt that okay here's the push I need to to get out and do something um and as part of my degree I spent a year studying in Berlin I fell in love with the city I fell in love with a German boy when I was out there um and we were together for about 10 months and then just before my final exams um well, I've just turned 21, my final exams at university, um, he dumped me over Skype and I was like, you know what, this this is the moment that I needed and I kind of set myself a goal of losing £100 in weight and never really looked back. Wow, and that, that was a push, that that's harsh over Skype, that is really, oh, social media's great, <laughs> but over Skype, that is, that is low, <laughs> isn't it? That's not nice. A little bit mean, but... I think you know I'm I'm just grateful that that happened to give me the push that I needed because who knows where I would have been if that hadn't have happened and I I always knew that I kind of needed a reason to do it and actually I was just like I am my reason it's mm. like I need to do this for me there's so many so many things I've missed out on over the course of like my you know young years that I wanted to reclaim that and actually my weight was holding me back in so many different ways that at the time I just hadn't realized it no but looking back definitely so often when you've been dumped as you've you've called it you'd feel quite low and quite mournful about that that loss but the opposite happened in in your case you felt quite energized to write okay I'm fed up with this I'm gonna get on and just get it get it done yeah and I mean I was sad for like a day or two but then okay. I was like you know what it's it's okay like this is time I need to do something for me and it really did spur me on and it was quite funny because I saw him again maybe like a a year into my weight loss journey and I'd already lost I want to say 15 kilos and he seemed a little bit nonplussed about it and I was just okay. like oh okay fine um this was meant to happen and you know your opinion does not matter at all but yeah just kind of never really looked back and now I'm able to help other people get to where they want to be which I think is is nice to have come full circle definitely um, with my own journey as well so at at 21 I think that's a great age to recognize that you've, you've got this weight issue and you can now 
get the weight off and, and go forward with that. So as a student in particular, from, from my student years, I know that everything just seems so expensive. Healthy foods, it was much easier just to like buy cheap cereal and then buy a cheap mints and bulk it up with pasta. Yeah. So did you find yourself slimming at university? Is that what, what you needed to Not do? Not at all. No, it wasn't until I kind of left university and went back home to mum that you know, I was able to start cooking proper meals for myself. I'd learned how to cook a little bit at university, but the majority of what I was consuming was, you know, high sugar, high fat, ready meals. Um, I was an absolute demon for chicken nuggets. <laughs> Still am, but lower sin varieties. Kind of set myself a goal of losing £100 in weight and never really looked back. Wow, and that, that was a push that that's harsh over sky that is really oh social media's great but over sky that is that is low <laughs> isn't it that's not nice a little bit mean but i think you know I'm, I'm just grateful that that happened to give me the push that i needed because who knows where i would have been if that hadn't have happened and i i always knew that i kind of needed a reason to do it and actually i was just like i am my reason it's mm. like i need to do this for me there's so many so many things I've missed out on over the course of like my you know young years that I wanted to reclaim that and actually my weight was holding me back in so many different ways that at the time I just hadn't realized it no but looking back definitely so often when you've been dumped as as you've called it you'd feel quite low and quite mournful about that that loss but the opposite happened in, in your case you felt quite energized to write okay I'm fed up with this I'm gonna get on and just get it get it done yeah and I mean I was sad for like a day or two but then okay. I was like you know what it's it's okay like this is time I need to do something for me and it really did spare me on and it was quite funny because I saw him again maybe like a a year into my weight loss journey and I'd already lost I want to say 15 kilos and he seemed a little bit nonplussed about it and I was just like oh okay fine um this was meant to happen and you know your opinion does not matter at all but yeah just kind of never really looked back and now I'm able to help other people get to where they want to be which I think is it's nice to have come full circle definitely um, with my own journey as well so at, at 21, I think that's a great age to recognise that you've, you've got this weight issue and you can now get the weight off and, and go forward with that. So as a student in particular, from, from my student years, I know that everything just seems so expensive. Healthy foods, it was much easier just to like buy cheap cereal and then buy a cheap mint and bulk it up with pasta. Yeah. So did you find yourself slimming at university? Is that what? What you needed to Not do at all no it wasn't until I kind of left university and went back home to mum that you know I was able to start cooking proper meals for myself I'd learned how to cook a little bit at university but the majority of what I was consuming was you know high sugar high fat ready meals um I was an absolute demon for chicken nuggets <laughs> <laughs> still am but lower sin varieties when it comes to slimming worlds and it was yeah mostly just a really bad diet and all the alcohol as well that yeah, did definitely. me no favours. As a student, it's, it's a, yeah, it's one of those diet things, is, it? <laughs> is nice in the time, like at, the, at that moment, fantastic, <laughs> but the aftermath is, is never the one. No, definitely. So with your weight loss peaking at around 21, did you have difficulties during your school time that 
made you think or made you feel different or did you just feel accepted by your family and didn't really pay much attention to it? I mean, I wouldn't say that I was ever really bullied. Um, I was always quite a loud, bubbly character and I, you know, kind of got on with everyone. But I mean, over the course of my childhood, yeah, I've been called names and, you know, but I kind of I developed a bit of a thick skin and probably deep down, I've still got some inner sadness from from some specific moments in my life. But I wouldn't say that I got it as bad as probably some overweight children do so I feel like I'm, I'm quite fortunate in that respect yeah but that's nice my family you know I had a chat with my dad a while back actually and I was just like dad why why did no one ever tell me like I was really overweight and I was doing myself harm and it was like you were just you we accepted you for who you were mm. and I remember my sister once upon a time and um, most of my family have had a weight problem themselves and being overweight and various aspects of their life and my sister I tried to give Slimming World a try with the books that my mum and my nan had and my sister laughed at me over dinner one time because I was counting I can't remember if it was probably wasn't sin back in those days but I was counting something or keeping an eye on something she's like well that's really silly and because she made fun of me Mm. I then didn't want to do it and if I'd have known about the free to go membership that Slimming World offers and I would have been able to go along with my mum and my nan and had that family support then my journey probably would have started a very very long time ago so Mm. I think it's great that there are now options that you know if you are worried about your children or you feel like there might be weight problems developing work through it as a family and then you can make those healthier changes at an earlier age so that it's more ingrained in the way that someone grows up absolutely I think that's a brilliant support and it's free as well isn't it so just want to tell the listeners more about that with the sewing world and what they offer yeah, so for 11 to 15 year olds, there is a free to go membership purely focusing on young members making healthier habit changes. The focus for them isn't about weight loss and sort of behind the scenes, we keep an eye on BMI and where they fit into the percentiles as they're obviously grown, going through growth spurts and things like that. Just keeping an eye on where they are on the percentile scales just to make sure that even if they are losing weight or not, they're doing it in a healthy fashion and it's just, it's making those behavioural and food habit changes that's going to help them as they get older Mm. and support from your family is massive and I can see that um on the Instagram account that your dad was able to lose weight too so did you lose weight along with your dad at the same time or did he see the success in you um so with my dad he's lived over in Amsterdam for near on 20 years and I think for him he probably got to a point where he was just unhappy with his weight and made changes himself through healthy eating and getting a bit more active but yes we basically lost about the same amount of weight and there's a really nice transformation picture of the two of us yeah last January at my um, 30th birthday so it's nice to have seen that transformation in both of us doesn't matter how old or young you are you can you know you can make that change but you've got that support now haven't you with one another that you can both relate to what it's like being bigger and smaller and, and support each other when you're struggling. Exactly, yeah. And do you find that from the group as well? I know that you're a consultant, but do you find that, because I know with my consultant, we'll say she's struggling and she's had a bad week. Yeah, and I think it helps for your members to see that you are first and foremost a member too. Mm. I'm on my own journey still, just because I've gotten to target, it's not the end of the road, it's I think sometimes it's even a little bit harder when you get to target because it's a change in mindset from all that time of must lose weight, must lose weight to then 
working out how to make your new lifestyle work for you for life mm. um but yeah i'm i'm pretty honest with my members um and hello to the greenwich gang if anyone's listening <laughs> um they're a lovely bunch and one thing that i really try and hammer home if someone's struggling then you're, you're human we have moments where life can feel like it consumes us and there's so much going on but the fact that someone whether it's for the very first time or you know they've come back to group and they're facing again on the scales that's okay and mm. it's just about what steps you put in place to turn that around so that you don't end up in this cycle of I've gained weight I feel guilty I, you know I dislike myself or any of those sorts of feelings it it's about how you bounce back from whatever the scales say and also remembering that that's not the only picture obviously for slimming world we need a metric for you know how to measure progress but that's not the only defining thing and I try to focus with my members on celebrating the little wins outside of just the out and out weight loss and got one lovely member who's hopefully as of Monday reached her five and a half stone award and she joined me in May and one of her non-scale victories before Christmas was fitting back into a size eight work suit that she hadn't worn for years. She'd always kind of left it in the wardrobe. Size eight, she's, there's there's not much left of her, but she looks (laughs) absolutely fantastic. And, you know, she's one of members that have flown from the start. I think every single week she has lost weight apart from one where she maintained. Right. And she's just embraced food optimizing and embraced slimmer world and the one thing that sticks with me is she's always said that she's so grateful that she found slimming world and she found our group because mm. it's helped her change her life yeah and yeah. that is the biggest compliment that anyone can get as a consultant and it's you know it's great to know that i've had a part in that and you know building in that sense of community that we've got within the group i think it's just it's it's beautiful and it gives me all the feels inside oh that's lovely and i think communities is something that's really important so i've interviewed a lady that does keto and a lady from australia that does weight watchers and she's got her own community and i think that support from one another is massive so when you started at 18 stone and you lost was it three and a half stone that you lost with weight watchers yeah so I started off with Weight Watchers lost three and a half stone quite quickly but for me I never really felt that obviously different plans work for different people but I never really felt that my behavior and my issues with food were really dug into when it came to Weight Watchers it was kind of like a quick fix and I could see the weight coming off so I kept going with it and then it got to a point where I'd had loads of friends that had started doing Slim and World with great success and they're like oh, you're not going to believe how much food you can eat and obviously that for me was Bing, 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 like off we go. And in my first week, I lost five and a half pounds and kind of never really looked back from that point. I was just like, actually, this this is the one for me. I can eat proper food. I can enjoy myself. I can live my life and fit it into my life as opposed to trying to mould my life and, you know, whatever's going on with me around a food plan because I don't think that's as sustainable as actually this is a really flexible way of eating and going about things with food that can help you lose weight get you to your target and it's you know great changes and lifestyle habits that you've got that you're going to take with you forever definitely i think 
I think the old Weight Watcher plan was quite structured, but I think it has changed now. And their app, I've just had a look at their app actually, and their app is amazing. I think you can connect the your exercise to a Fitbit, come on into your food. And I think some plans work for people that are really structured and some the the freedom with the food can be quite tricky as well. I think sometimes I, I can struggle with Slimming World. I mean, I, I love Slimming World just for the fact that if I don't lose weight with Slimming World, I know that it's me, it's down to me because there's no, there literally is no restrictions. Now, I'm not a drinker. I do drink, but I'm not, you know, people will go out the weekend and have lots of wine. I'm not a drinker, I, yeah. but I do love like my dairy, my cheese, my cream, my cakes. But I do, <laughs> I do feel, um, I can definitely get drunk on like Eclairs, absolutely. But I do feel for <laughs> me, it's, it's all about me. I have to take, you know, I have to stop and take responsibility for myself and, and my own my own control and when people say that in group that it's, it's not working or that something's not right with it I think it's not you need to just address what's happening from the time that you leave group to the time that you're getting on those those scales but as a rule if I've gained it's it's all down to me it's, it's down to me and it's nice to be in a group and just be honest with yourself isn't it and the people to be yeah. honest back and get that that encouraging feedback yeah and it's the accountability of it as well and obviously everyone in that room whatever you've been through in a given week whatever you're struggling with there will be someone else in your group that knows exactly how you're feeling and I think for me as part of my member journey having that you know just being in a room for like-minded people because if you're someone that's never had a weight problem, if you're someone that's never had to actively, you know, go out and lose weight, try to do things differently, make changes to, to things that are completely ingrained in, you know, how you were brought up, you know, for us as kids, it was always, you can have dessert if you finish all your food. And mm. that for me, it, it's still with me and I'll, I'll never leave a plate empty. But it's about managing what's on that plate and making sure that whatever I'm eating, it's going to satisfy my appetite and I'm not overeating and I'm doing everything in moderation. I've got plenty of friends that have been, you know, stick thin their entire lives. They've never had, you know, they kind of, they get it and they appreciate where I've come from and the transformation that I've had, but they don't get it, if that makes sense. Mm. They, they've not been on their own journey. They don't know the struggles of, you know, your brain taking absolutely forever to catch up with how you're changing physically. They don't know what it's like to, you know, end up for, for quite a lot of us with a bit of loose skin from having been overweight for so long and, you know, the mental effect that can have on you. Mm. And it's nice to be surrounded by people who just, just get it. And I'm really, really fortunate. So through my Instagram, I last year I did a charity climb with a lot of other Instagrammers and the majority of us have become really 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 firm friends and you know we speak pretty much every single day we see each other quite a lot and I feel like because of my weight loss journey and the things that I'm now able to say yes to that you know 10-15 years ago I would have old Amy would have laughed at the thought of me ever climbing a mountain or me ever mm. doing a hundred mile bike ride for mm. charity but you know these things are all possible and my life is so much richer now that you know I've got all these wonderful people in it people who understand the struggle and also now being able to help other people make those changes themselves and empowering them 
to make the changes they need to to get to where they want to be to find their the confidence that's probably always been bubbling away inside but you know the burden of being overweight for so long has kind of pushed it down to down to the pits of your stomach somewhere mm. that's lovely so which which mountain did you climb want to know more about this plant we mountain. did snowden um wow. so i think there were 50 of us last year and we are doing it again so we raised over fifteen thousand pounds for the rainbow <laughs> children's charity oh, okay. um which for us it was you know we never thought that just a bunch of us random slimmer world people getting together could have so much impact on a small charity and this year we're doing it again it's going to be even bigger even better um and i think there's going to be about a hundred of us and we're climbing for mind obviously there's a lot in terms of weight loss journeys and for quite a few of the guys that are doing the climb with us in some way or other we've all had some sort of mental health struggles whether that's diagnosable or not um, so we wanted to do something even bigger and better and I think we're aiming again for at least £15,000 for mind which will help support loads of other people and it's exciting it's going to be nice to do the climb again it's uh, not for the faint-hearted because no. uh, I think we did the most one of the most challenging routes which is it's quite nice and goes up gradually inclining and then you get to a bit where it's almost like sheer rock face so um, oh my goodness yeah but I'm sure we'll get through it like absolute champions. You know, all of us, I think last year, we'd lost probably over 300 stone between us. Oh um, my goodness. So I, I can't even imagine what the total weight loss <laughs> um, combined is going to be this time. But I will definitely keep you posted. That is fantastic. So is this a group within Instagram where every Slim and World member can take part in? So if anyone is interested, I feel like there are um, still some spaces. Our lovely friend Steve, who is at Steve underscore Achieve on Instagram, he's been the kind of the ringmaster and the organiser um, last year and this year. So if anyone does want to take part, then feel free to drop him a line. And if there are spaces, then you can come along and get involved in the fun. That sounds absolutely fantastic. When I was interviewing Aoife in Ireland, she had explained that she'd she was really struggling to climb the steps up the stairs. She even had a really bad fall during her weight loss. She's lost 14 half stone or over 14 half stone with Slimming World. And yeah. she climbed the highest mountain in Ireland. Um, she thought she was going on a walk. <laughs> she wasn't. She was going <laughs> climbing a mountain. Climb. <laughs> uh, but I think for anybody interested in that, especially because when you train for running, it, a lot of people be like, oh my goodness, I can't run. But with climbing, obviously the trainer would start going on a walk and then start going on a trek and then they climb. So I think it's, it's a little bit different. I think people could possibly see themselves doing that rather than perhaps a, a running journey. So exactly, when you were yeah. training for that, did you train as a group or did you, have, did you give yourself a time frame? How did that look? So it was kind of like a couple of months before we did it because we're all sort of dotted all over the country and there's some sort of up in the north and there's quite a lot of us down um sort of south and southeast there was a small group of us that kind of got together we went to we went to the seven sisters i want to say it's bournemouth (laughs) but i don't i'm not entirely sure my geography they'll laugh at me because my geography's rubbish but um we went for a couple of weekends we went out for a couple of hikes the first one that we did was absolutely horrific because it was torrential wind we're getting blown up basically blown up and down these hills i'm not sure how any of us made it back alive but 
it was good training because it was wow. the resistance of the wind and our sheer determination to get up and down these hills and get to the finish line for us which was the pub at the end of the route but yeah so a couple of long walks a bit of a, a challenging incline and decline and I mean typically I, I walk a fair bit anyway so I will say it's not just walking it's, no. it's walking with a purpose and I think when you've got the right people around you to keep spurring you on and keep motivating you when it gets a bit tough it's kind of like my weight loss journey in mm. in summary it's kind of like you need that support you need the people that are gonna egg you on be your cheerleaders and be there with you at the end to celebrate absolutely so it's quite nice to to know that we're doing it all over again and there's gonna be loads more new faces and I think a couple Aww. of my um couple of my group members are uh, signed up for it as well so that'd be nice to have them beside me as well that that is really lovely and and encouraging and it's kind of with a climb it's almost like you're building a resilience aren't you to to show that you can actually do anything there's no full stop anymore isn't there and it's like your slimming journey that we're having to have all these challenges and all this route with all these twists and turns just like a mountain and and to actually do that and complete it it must feel so accomplished that you've actually done it and you've, you've completed that and to take people with you as well from your own group that that is lovely that is a really sounds like a really like nurturing environment that you've created there which is fantastic I do love them they're a lovely lovely bunch (laughs) if anyone's gained weight you know they know that it's a safe place I think it's the the atmosphere you'll find in any slim world group I think not every consultant is for everyone like we're all slightly different even though we're Mm. trained in the same way but we've all got this caring nurturing just will for our members to succeed and you know there's no greater feeling being a consultant and seeing someone who you know you've seen them from the very first moment they walk through your doors not really making eye contact really really unconfident and the early days perhaps not willing to talk so much in group but then to see that confidence absolutely shine through as as the weight is coming off that is just it's just magical to see and obviously I've been there done that and I've had that myself and it's so nice for me to then get Mm. to witness that with other people as well fantastic so when you started your journey what dress size were you 20 to 22 and I think I was probably in denial I wore I just I mean I enjoyed shopping and I think what 10 10 15 years ago there wasn't as much choice as we have now for larger sizes in in shops and I think the nicest thing over my journey is knowing that if I go into a shop I can pick up a size off off the hanger and know that it's most likely going to fit and the problem now is well it's it's most likely going to fit but is it going to look any good on mm. and that's completely different to the the thought of going to a shop and feeling like nothing's going to fit me and you know if I did find something that fitted me I'd probably buy it in four or five different colors so that I knew that I had clothes oh, for a little while sure. but yeah I mean I've had so many non-scale victories clothing wise like very recently I I bought myself my first pair of Levi jeans and you know I managed to get into a, a 28 inch waist and I'm just like wow. what is this what is this craziness you know and it's even still like eight years down the line I'm still having these moments that are just like oh yeah I've, I've done really well like go me and it it boosts me to carry on and obviously looking back and remembering how I felt even though I don't really obviously I know it's me but I don't really recognize the person in those pictures anymore. No. because I'm su- in such a different place mentally physically you know my 
it's just a completely different mindset and confidence mm. that you know 10 years ago I couldn't have imagined standing up in front of a room full of people every single week talking about my story you know helping them on their own journeys but so many doors have opened for me because I I decided that enough was enough and it was time for me to do something for me and I think that's the reward because I'm now living the life that you know 10 years ago I probably should have been living but it's kind Mm. of a bit delayed but we're getting there yeah exactly definitely so you you mentioned before about mindset and excess skin and not always having that time to catch up so did it take you time to catch up I see people within my group that will still feel a larger size even though the the weights come off and I think that confidence actually accepting that 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 has happened do you think it, it's a it's a process that can take time or do you think it's something that may never change and and what can people do to get in a new frame of being at target and having it having that new body that they have wanted I think for me I feel like I'm in a slightly different place anyway because I've been you know I got to my first target back in 2014 and probably give or take a stone or so I've been about the same size since then but it definitely took a very long time for my for my brain to actually twig that the person looking back at me in the mirror was the new version of me that I created for myself. And I think it's easy when you're sort of still on the journey and you know, you've still got perhaps a fair way to go. It's, it's probably harder to start processing that because you're not quite where you want to be yet, but it is, it's absolutely a gradual process. And I think for me, the one thing that I've tried to do is be kinder to myself as Mm. I've, become this new person I'm I've learned so much about myself in the last 10 years or so as part of my weight loss journey but also I think for me it's more it's more about knowing that the reasons why you started the journey in the first place and accepting that it's never going to be a straightforward downward you know downward trajectory it's always going to be there's bumps in the road life happens and there's not much that we can control that happens to us it's about how we how we happen to that so say something happens in your life and it's you know not a very great period in in time for you food and for me food optimizing was the thing that I could control Mm, and even when life was a little bit nuts I knew that I had that in my control and that for me helped with the mindset and you know just beating ourselves up less obviously we've got years and years of habits that have formed that have led us to the position to be you know wanting to lose weight or wanting to make those changes and we can't expect that to change overnight no we're unpicking years and years of of bad habits and you know if any of my members say that you know I had a, a moment of weakness and you know I had a binge or anything like that and it's like that is okay it's about what you learn from that situation what led to it was it an emotional binge you know how were you feeling at the time that that was happening because then you can think about well if this happens again what could I do differently like how could I behave differently or what could I change or what could I put in place to protect myself so that I can gradually start overcoming this and feel like you're conquering one of those demons from your past kind of thing
absolutely i think with the messages that we send ourselves and the conversations and the stories that we give ourselves as set stories in our brain when we try and yeah. challenge that that tape on repeat yeah that the brain just magnetizes to the old story doesn't it so you, you kind of you fight yourself for a little while it's almost like a self-sabotage where you know what you want to do you want to fit into those Levi jeans you want to get into that size lower suit you want to do all these things but a month later you find yourself scoffing ridiculous amounts of food that are going to set you against that that goal and it's just about showing the old stories that they can just stop and if you do have a binge or if you do have a slip you can just carry on because you don't need to go way back there you you know you, you listen to what you used to tell yourself but you're on a different a different route and when I was counseling for mind I did volunteer work for mind it's quite interesting just to kind of peel back the onion and then look at the the stories that people have told themselves year after year and they can come to a counseling session at age 70 and you just think goodness these people have been carrying these burdens around these issues for so many years and it's lovely that you've been able to address that at a young age and uh, you're you're free of that now. But for somebody listening out there who has this mindset of truly believing that it's hopeless, what would you say to that person that feels that it, it's hopeless whenever they start to plan a diet? Maybe they've, they've been to the swimming world and they've not had that click moment where everything falls into place. What would you say to that person? Be kind to yourself, first of all. I think that's the most important thing. And I'd say particularly slim and world focused, whether it's your first time through the doors, your 10th time, your 20th time, the fact that you've actually made it through the doors and put your hands up and said, I want some help. I want to do this. That is phenomenal. And it takes so much bravery to actually walk through the doors. I remember I was sort of midway through my journey when I first walked through the doors to a slim world group, but the warm welcome and the way that I felt from that very first moment I knew that it was the place for me and you know whether you've got a stone to lose 10 stone to lose the fact that you're actively saying to yourself right I'm going to do this and I you know this is the time for me to make the change that speaks volumes because it doesn't matter where you're starting from everyone's on their own journey but it's finding that support and finding finding your people that are going to help you mm. get through whatever that journey is going to throw at you. Um, it's not all going to be sweetness and light. It's not all going to be you know rainbows and unicorns. And, you know, there's going to be tough times and there's going to be times where you think, why am I bothering? But the good times are going to outweigh the bad. So just give it a go. And if, if someone like me, who at the age of 21 was briefly heartbroken and then decided, actually, no, I can make a change. And, you know, I'm climbing mountains. I've, you know, I've built this wonderful life and I feel like I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that I've been able to go and grab by the grab by the balls, shall we say, because of, you know, this confidence that's come from the journey that I've been on. So I think, you know, it doesn't matter where you're starting from. You can absolutely you can absolutely do it. And if you want it enough. There should be nothing stopping you. Absolutely not. So. When you shop now, what dress size are, are you buying? So you've gone from a size 22 to 
typically a size 10 I'd say 10 to 12 um sometimes wow. I'm, so I'm lucky enough to get a 10 in in most places but you know what it's for me the the nicest thing was seeing those numbers go down and it's just another way to reflect on the progress that you're making mm. like for me non-scale victories have been just as important as any of the you know the weight losses I've had and the milestones I've hit on the scales and you know the first time I sat on an airplane and didn't feel like my thighs were pushing up the armrests to disrupt the person next to wow. me the first time I could do the seatbelt up without like it being right on the end and you know just little things like that that you're like oh okay oh I'm doing all right like I've managed to sit myself down and I'm comfortable enough on a budget airline um <laughs> and it's it's those kind of things that I've really tried to remember over the course of my journey and in those moments where I feel like it's a bit of a struggle and you know since becoming a consultant it, my journey has been a bit up and down but I've managed to over the course of the last year get myself to my new target and you know I've been maintaining quite well since May last year okay. and I'm like oh is it now time for another challenge do I want to maybe drop my target a little bit and see how I feel um but yeah I think I've it's it's just remembering how far you've come whether that takes the form of the numbers on the scales measurements getting into a dress that you've not worn for 20 years or anything like that it's find something that's going to be your motivation and when you know you're you can say yeah I've done this mm. like find that thing for yourself but obviously that's celebrate right. the little things that happen over time yeah. while you're on the journey so for people listening today that would like to see you on Instagram how can we find you so for anyone who would like to find me on Instagram, I am at Louise underscore SW. There's a lot of food that goes on there. There's the occasional transformation photo and um, the occasional story shared from my members because I'm obviously so proud of the journeys that they're on as well. So it's not just shameless self-promotion for me. I've loved having you on, Amy, and, and your insight to, especially the climb and the, the mountains with your with your group is really, really lovely. And I've, like, I've had a look at the photographs and I will be including that on my Facebook page as well. And you've done Thank amazingly you. well. I mean, you look fantastic. You look in a really good, healthy place. So thank you for joining me today, Amy, and it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And if you do want to come along and climb the mountain with us, then uh, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I'll let you know for next year. All right, take care. Awesome. Thank you. I hope Amy's story has been enough just to give you a bit of a boost this week. And it's all a bit dark, isn't it? It's all a bit different. There's lots of change. And we just need to just go and do what we need to do and do the best we can and just stay safe. So a big hug from me. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode today, you can also find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is sw underscore slimming stories underscore podcast. So until next time, take care.